Live and in color, episode 100. Yes, 100. As you can see, no balloons, no ribbons. I was going to send Doug McLean a stripogram, but uh, I couldn't even do that. But we are here, and you are all here, and we thank you for that. Over the course of the last uh, 99 shows, a lot of you loyal followers have been there from day one. We thank you very much. We're noticing the likes going up. The subscriptions have gone up uh, huge in the last, what, three, four weeks. We're joined here by Jordan. We gave Joe the day off. In fact, we may give him the week off. Uh, he's going to get some R&R, some sun, some energy out of the state of Florida. Am I correct in saying that, Jordan? That's where we sent him? Yeah, he's going to the uh, the Pickleball Institute of Technology, get some training in, get ready for a showdown with Doug in the summer, right? Mac, have, have you made plans at all with with uh, Joe, or are we are we purposefully uh, keeping him away from you? Jack, uh, or, uh, Joe asked me for my address, and I haven't returned the call. <laughs> Yeah, that is typical. That's like no, that's like I do Jeff Rimmer when he says he might come to PEI to visit. And I said, Well, I'd love to have you visit, but we only have a four bedroom house. You'd have to clear that one with Jill for sure. Is Jill gonna <laughs> make Rimm, an appearance? Sorry, we don't have room. Did you tell Jill on our one hundredth episode she is our special guest at the end of the show? We want an appearance from Jill. Jill is out. Jill because is out. She was she was in the show, she was in the last Friday's show. And, yeah, and we nice really job. like that. She did a nice job. Uh, she's been one of our better guests that you've been able to bring. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such an asshole. <laughs> so how are you spending um, our, our 100th episode? Any special breakfast at all? Uh, pickleball right after the show? How, how, how do you celebrate this? No, we played pickleball yesterday with friends, and it was a oh, hell of a match, really, a hell of a match. And then uh, this morning I played golf uh, with my buddies, uh, teed off at 7 a.m. Um, so hold on, hold on. Before we talk hold about on. free agency, we've got to talk about my golf game. Well, hold on, just, just for the record, <laughs> just prior to going on air, Max says, Hey, Kepper, you don't have to talk about my golf game today if you don't want to. And I responded, I won't, but I know you will. I, look, I've got my Cabot Cliffs hat on because of the way my game has come around. I'm very comfortable wearing the number seventh rank golf course in the world from Cape Breton. So... You know what? I'm hitting the ball well. I missed a five-foot putt today for my 39 on the back nine. I ended with a 40, so it was devastating. But anyway, look, uh, it's, there's more important things to talk about than my golf game. Um, Just for the record, in, in the state of Florida, they break legs for guys that want to come in and bet money with a 25 handicap and <laughs> end up shooting, you know, 87, 88. 84. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I'm warning you. Listen, my handicap has dropped to a 15, which is just unbelievable. I phoned Jimmy Clark there yesterday to tell him I'm down to a 15. He's devastated. I mean, everybody that plays with me in PEI in the summertime is not happy. They're very disappointed. But that's okay. I'm just working at my game. I'm working at my game. Like well, the people, like you're working on trade deadline. I'm busy working on my golf game and pickleball. 
there there was no threat of you missing any trades on the golf course today because there is it's jammed it's duck it's whatever the case is mac there just doesn't seem to be enough uh of of anybody itching to to pull the trigger right now you assume is this the way it works mac from the top to the bottom that there has to be something that breaks the dam open and in this case it's taylor hall and Palmari out of New Jersey. It, you know what? Does it start with those two guys? Because they're the two of the biggest names out there. They are. And I, I talked to some hockey guys this morning that said it's been unbelievably quiet. Like people have got some free agents. They want to move even cheap prices. And there's limited action. I talked to one GM. He's, he started phoning everybody yesterday trying to trying to drum up some interest. Um, it, it seems quiet other than Palmieri, Hall, Savard. Now, you know, does Felino jump into that mix? Um, Columbus win last night. Do they think, I mean, can they afford not to be sellers? Uh, can Philadelphia afford not to be sellers? Can St. Louis afford not to be sellers? I mean, Islanders are sitting there and you know, Lou Lamorello, as well as I do, Nick, he thinks he has a chance to win the Stanley Cup. If Lou can sniff that he has a chance to win the Stanley Cup, is he going to be active? Okay. I really believe he'll be active. Do you do you buy into this theory? And I don't know when it really started, but sitting guys out, because we saw New Jersey do that uh, late last week with Paul Mary, and now Taylor Hall, of course, is out. You buy into that theory that you got to protect well, your asset? A hundred percent. I mean, it, this is something that's, it, it started to happen more and more. I mean, in the last few years, we remember the, the Mike Camilleri uh, sent to the dressing room and, you know, the, it was sort of new. It was big then. Now, I mean, why would you play if you're New Jersey, why would you play Palmieri if you know there's a deal coming? You know you've got enough that you can get him a, get a deal for him. Why would you play Taylor Hall when you think you have a deal coming for him? I mean, you know, obviously there's enough interest that they feel comfortable they can sit these guys out, and they should sit them out. Well, I think it's they, it's they beyond, got nothing to lose, but to, they they gotta sit them out. It's Nick. They, it's, be, it's beyond interest, Mac. Yeah, my understanding is that Adams in Buffalo and Fitzgerald in New Jersey have concrete offers right now sure and they're sitting on them and they're 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 trying to squeeze more sure so my understanding is is they're sitting on either a combination of a of a second and a a third or a fourth or a, a second and a prospect right but they want to squeeze right now they want to turn that second into a first right and and that and so it, here's the other big issue with a flat cap coming up for the next number of years teams need their first round picks to play you need your first round picks to play you need some second round picks to play because they come in on entry level reasonably cheap deals to move a first round pick in this in this uh, scenario with flat caps is really dangerous for teams to do so I think there's real hesitancy to move first-round picks. 
And I know I guarantee you they're holding out for first-round picks, and they should be holding out for first-round picks. But if they don't come, they're going to have to make moves. You can't not move these guys. You cannot move these guys when you need to rebuild your franchises. You've got to get something for these guys. You can't get stuck with them and lose out on prospects, second-round picks, or whatever. So, yeah, they're holding out for first-round picks. If if another team jumps in, you got a chance to get that. But are the Toronto Maple Leafs giving up a first round pick? Are, are the Islanders? Or you know, so I don't know. Austin. When we talk, Austin are Austin are desperate right now to add. They got to get some scoring on this hockey team. Five on five scoring on this hockey team. We'll talk you know? a little so, bit about Boston and the Islanders, of course. And yes, they are they are the ones that we think uh, are are coming in hardest on 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 Hall uh and Palmieri and it's almost a a giving that once somebody makes a commitment to one of them the other is going to end up with them that's yeah. the feeling you get right now but I'm going to throw out the Tampa Bay Lightning mm-hmm. as a possible destination not necessarily for maybe you know a Hall or uh or a Palmieri but maybe Mac uh, the name Dennis or De- David Savard. Yeah, and, look. And Mac, I, I, I'm hearing that Tampa Bay is very aggressive on a rare opportunity of going back to back. Pandemic well, look, are all empty stadiums are all there's a there's a chance for some history here going back to back and they're 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 gonna be aggressive here. Listen, I you know I, I happened to watch Syracuse the other night. Their best prospect on defense is Alex Green, who just is a first-year pro out of Cornell. And they want him to play in the American Hockey League. If you look at this group, their big four are very good. Chernak's been injured a fair amount. You've got McDonough, who's up there. That it, he's He's been such a valuable leader for this hockey team. Their well, big their four is spectacular. Guy. Yeah. But but they're pretty thin back there. I mean, look what Shen and Bogosian had to come in and fill in last year. Limited minutes, but they had to come in and fill in for them to get through the playoffs. They are they are keen. The Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning. Who's going to come out of that division? There's big time pressure on both those franchises. Tampa to repeat, and Florida to have a playoff run so they can get some fans back in South Florida. And they got a hell of a team right now. So there's pressure to try to pick up. Savard is the name that seems to be out there. We hear Riley in Ottawa, but he's a secondary type. He's a depth guy for me to go into a team yes. just to protect yourself. Good Branson is a depth guy, but yeah. there's Those not are... many frontline guys that can be shut down guys out there. Are they not fourth and fifth round picks? It's yeah, just a sure. different, it's, it's totally. uh, not even you, close. You, you strike out on some of the bigger names. You're going to, you're going to fall into the, that category. You're, you're just going for depth. You're just looking for right? depth guys. But like, it's always been a deadline thing where people like to add depth defensemen, guys that can come in and at least give you five, seven, eight minutes in, in, in challenging time. So uh, but look, Hall and Palmieri are the two biggest names out there, I guess, unless you tell me something else. I mean, I mean, is there a goaltender? What what do Buffalo do with Olmark? He's an unrestricted free agent. He's a good he's a good goaltender, but Buffalo need to re-sign him, probably. You know, they can't right, go into the summer with no goalie. 
let's touch on uh, on the goaltending market here, Mac, because uh, it's debatable on how aggressive some teams are going to get here uh, to shore up their goaltending. As of now, you know, we've talked about this, Colorado being a team that is a little vulnerable. Uh, Grubauer, we saw what happened to them last year in the bubble when they lost Grubauer and then ultimately Francouz came in and, and couldn't finish. It, it, was, right. it was tough. That's a tough pill to swallow if you're Nathan McKinnon and you just lost your opportunity to win a Stanley Cup based on your goaltenders going down. But Allmark is a guy that teams would look at and go, that's a great insurance piece. And it's not going to be cheap, Mac. When we talk about availability of, of an Allmark being out there, I mean, he, is, he would be an excellent backup to say Grubauer. But I would think that that price tag is probably in the second round third round yeah it, but and and you how does how does kevin adams as a young gm go into the summer without a number one goaltender i know he's got the kid in rochester who they like like supposed to be a, a real good prospect if that's the right pronunciation but omark is a guy that is a is a smart re-signing for the Buffalo Sabres versus taking a second round pick. Now, if you don't think you can sign them, if you think there's real, you know, there's a, uh, you know, but I'm I hear that, and I think you've heard that Allmark is quite content in Buffalo. The feeling is, Mac, he he doesn't mind Buffalo. You know, the the interesting part here now, Mac, is how important is it for Kevin Adams and that whole organization in the last dozen plus games here that they want to end on a positive note, a competitive note, Mac, right? Yeah. Like you can't, can't finish the season now as ugly as it was during your, you know, your losing streak. So you got to save some face here in the back half. Typically over the course of the last 10, 15 years, we have seen teams that have been completely out of it play fairly well at the end of the season because it's house money and you know for whatever reason it just seems like some teams that are out of the playoffs play their best hockey down the stretch but buffalo needs a little bit of that i'm not sure they're as comfortable doing that and showing some competitiveness without allmark well yeah they need i mean allmark since he's come back from the injury have actually made them into a respectable group to be quite honest He's given them a chance. I mean, they've been outshot 40 to 16 the other night. He made 30-some saves the previous night. He's given them a chance. Even Tokarski's given them a chance. He's he's actually played pretty well, but Omar's a guy. And I, I just I can't imagine Kevin wanting to go into the summer with, with a number one goaltender as a target. I think that's frightening for them to, to have some stability there next year. So if he if he's content and they feel they can re-sign him. I would be re-signing him first trading him for a second round pick. Where do we put the Oilers when it comes to the goaltending market? Mike Smith is above and beyond been everything that uh, they would have liked and hoped this season. Yet, Mac, I I watch Montreal and 
Edmonton the other night. And Eric Stahl, who I think ended up with about uh, 16, 17 minutes that night, scores a goal that would break Euler hearts if that's the type of goal that Mike Smith lets in during the playoffs here. And I just wonder, you know, with, with Mike Smith and a potential of upgrading, whatever that may be, and, you know, some of the names that are out there, Bernier, Chris Drieger, Riddick, uh, Riddick, Riddick. in Calgary, uh, Devin Dubnik, is, is, are those better names than Kostinen? Well, I, look, Calgary or Edmonton, if they don't advance in the playoffs, are going to be really disappointed. I mean, they've they've started off ugly. Koskinen couldn't get the job done. Smith came in and basically saved them. Barry's game came around. Nurse has been a horse. Dreisaitl and McDavid have been terrific. They 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 think they can do some damage. They think they can challenge in the north, and I. Like Kenny Holland has always gone, even in Detroit, he went reasonably cheap on his goaltending. He stayed with Osgood. They had Vernon, then they went to Osgood. He's never been a guy that spent a lot of money on goaltending. Um, I, but I can't believe they're not scouring the list trying to come up with somebody better. Would that be your top priority if you're Kenny Holland right now is shoring that up? Are you looking for more scoring out of the wing? Because we did mention that, you know, could Taylor Hall end up back there? Can he can he help McDavid or or Drysaddle on on any given night here? Is that is that a, is that an option? A legitimate well, I, option? I I think that they've kicked tires on Taylor Hall. I think they have to have tried to kick tires on him. I can't believe Kenny would give up a first round pick for him. I can't believe that he would do that when they've got a, when they've got a, you know, they're still trying to make big changes. And for Kenny to give up a first, that would, to me, I would be surprised on that. Uh, unless he knows he can get Hall on a long-term deal. Um, yeah, would it, would, it would help them. It would help them. Um we did talk about that earlier in the year with Nugent Hopkins, Mac. The understanding was they, they thought they had a deal done, a long-term deal done at the beginning of the year with Nugent Hopkins. And the story is that perhaps what was offered then and not signed isn't offered now. And I guess for obvious reasons, a pandemic being the biggest, that that contract is no longer on the table and it's dropped. And it doesn't sit well with it. It wouldn't sit well with a player that's been there his whole career. Exactly. So if you do manage to trade Taylor Hall, is that a viable option of taking the money that you maybe thought you were going to give Ryan Nuge and Hopkins and give it to Taylor Hall and then watch Nuge walk out the door? Or is there still an opportunity if the price is right, you can even get both of them signed? I'm taking Ryan Nugent Hopkins all day long over Taylor Hall if it's between the two of them. I, I just, to me, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a better two way, all round guy. Um, there's not as many question marks about Ryan Nugent Hopkins for me. Um, 
you know, bringing a guy back a second time, I'm not sure that's always a smart way to go. Um, I know it's happened. I guess there's been some times where it's worked really well. I just, I, I, I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't pay a first for him if I was Kenny, and I wouldn't think that I could have both of them there. And I wouldn't take him over Nugent Hopkins. I wouldn't. That's just me. You talk to enough hockey people, Mac, and some are really questioning what what what's the biggest issue with Taylor Hall's game, whether or not he's lost a step or he just doesn't have the same jump or is he lacking his head. enthusiasm? His head. He did, I think in the early year, Mac, he, he did come down with COVID. Could this could this just be a health issue? I, I got I gotta think it's a it's a legitimate question. Look, Taylor Hall, uh, you know, we watched him in, in New Jersey. I mean, he was a, he was a heart trophy candidate all year. He played so well, you know, and then Arizona, we watch him stumble, not a great situation, but we watched him stumble. He's got two goals this year. You can't even find him on the ice. It's a bad, it's been a tough year in Buffalo. Uh, I think his head is, you know, I I could never guess about COVID because there's been so many tragic situations. How could you ever know what it could do if, in fact, he had it? Yeah. Um, you just, you know, you can't ever, you can't question that as being a legitimate issue. I just thinking to pay a first round pick is a big price, in my opinion. And if Kevin's holding out for it, good luck. I hope he gets it. You would almost think needs- that 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 type of deal would have to come back with some sort of extension. If you're going to commit a first rounder, then you yeah, you got to be all in. Oh, all guaranteed. In. You you've got to you definitely have to have the wherewithal to get him on a long term deal, and it's all and it's got to be a. If you're given a first round pick, you've got to have that deal already agreed to, in my opinion. Okay, stay in the north here for a second uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs and and no question that uh, there's a love affair with Jack Campbell. 9-0, and best start uh, or ties at least with uh, Felix Potvin and maybe a few others is at 9-0. and um, But there is this question. Now the Leafs keep downplaying Frederick Anderson. I assume, Mac, if they're in the goaltending market, it would have to be something significant with the thought that maybe Anderson may not be coming back. But how do you go get another goaltender now when you've already got Anderson, Campbell, Hutchinson uh, in your in your roster, and you don't really have an issue with any of them except obviously trying to get Anderson's game back on? Well, well, they know what Anderson's status is. They know what the timeline is for him. I suspect they know what the issue is. They know what the injury is, and they know when he's coming back. We don't know that, so it's really hard to guess. Jack Campbell is the guy right now, and I, you know, Keith's comment the other night was really accurate. He said this guy is battling his ass off in the net, and players love to see a guy that battles as hard as Jack Campbell. He's he's surprised me with the, how good he's been, how focused he's been. I still am con- concerned about the body of work. 
and where it is at playoff time. I'm still a little bit concerned about that, but he has been a hell of a story and he's played really, really well. And he's got the admiration of this entire coaching staff and team. This is playing great when their power play has really stumbled, which is like an had been an unbeatable power play. And then they stumble, get one the other night. He's held them in there in some tough games and he's done a hell of a job. So, I don't see, I mean, obviously, if they know that Freddie's coming back and they've got Campbell healthy, but that's a little bit of a concern. They do not want to play Hutchison in the playoffs. I guarantee you they don't want no. any scenario where he plays in the playoffs because that would be an unmitigated disaster. So they've got to know where Freddie is. They've got to be comfortable that he's coming back. I don't see them in the goalie market. I don't. We all have the Toronto Maple Leafs as the team that come out of the North. And I think the danger for the Leafs, Mac, at least going into this season, if they don't do anything about their goaltending, is knowing that eventually we think the team that can probably push Toronto the most is the Winnipeg Jets. And no or, or, or the Montreal or the Montreal Canadiens. You got Price, who's I know well, he's not playing; he's injured. Well, yeah. He's going to be rested. This kind I of mean, this kind of brings me to my point. And I, I'm there's there's a lot of things today to dislike about the Montreal Canadiens, yeah. uh, but I, you don't put them you don't put them in the same class as Winnipeg, Mac, for one exception, nope. Carey Price, no, nope. nope. who's having an off season. Yeah, but, you, you you don't. You're right. My point in all of this is that no matter what the Leafs do, they could win every game in this regular season. And yet there's always the thought that if they go against Winnipeg in, in a first or second round, that they could have the second best goaltender in that series. And Hellebuck, as Columbus proved last season in the bubble, goaltenders can knock good teams out of a playoff. And that's the but, one concern, I think, for Dubas and, and, and Brendan Shanahan here. It has to be how good are our goalies going to be here for us when it, when it matters most in the playoffs. And, and the other thing I would be concerned about with Edmonton, and this is going to be really, really interesting to watch, is what is Edmonton going to do at the, or Winnipeg going to do at this trade deadline? Because they are not beating. I think they can challenge the Leafs, but if they don't get another defenseman, I, I mean, I've got Savard. I know Tampa's after Savard. I got Florida maybe after them. I don't know who else is after them. I cannot believe for a minute that the Winnipeg Jets aren't all over this Savard situation. I, I, I can't believe this. They have a chance to sign him long term. They they need another defenseman to make them a legitimate playoff contender. And I know Chevy's patient. I get all that, but he better not be too patient at this that, deadline because they have a chance. The, that that their four lines should be plenty, Mac. I agree. I'm hundred percent. four up. lines should be plenty, and now you've getting so much mileage out of an Andrew Cop. 
Mason Appleton. They've gone to next level, those guys. They're dependable, reliable. They can score you a big goal. You can put them out if you're Paul Maurice in key situations. The only thing that's missing is a shutdown guy. And who better to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs than David Savard, who's got the book on it last season? Uh, that's why I'm I and I'm I'm getting this Tampa and I'm getting all these things. I just can't for the life of me figure out why Winnipeg wouldn't get that done. Now they got the young prospect. I heard his name. Heinola's name has been mentioned. They've got some prospects there. I know they really like him. Uh, the Finnish the Finnish kid. Right. They, right. They're not going to give him up. No, not a chance. They can't. But, he, but he's not. He's not ready to step in right now. Next year, legitimate candidate to make their team. But Savard has got a history. I mean, Dubois' relationship. Look, I, I just, I just think it's a natural. But I, I don't know if Kevin will do it. I don't know if he wants to part with the assets. Well, he's a patient guy. But this is a chance. If, if they're going to compete with the Leafs. They cannot beat the Leafs with that blue line, Nick, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And I think if they're going to give up a first and maybe a mid-tier prospect, then... That's a lot gonna, to give up. It is, but if you can get if you can get uh, David Savard on a contract for four years, is it uh, TJ Brody's contract? Would he take five times four for a 20-minute shutdown guy? You know, I talked to a scout this morning. I said, Doug, I like Savard. I like Savard, but come on. He's not He's not as good as you're telling me he is. And I well, know that. I know that. But I know also that he is a solid shutdown guy. And sometimes... Who logs minutes, Mac. Who's a I minute know, muncher. I know. And I... But so I... And I, I know maybe I'm talking him up way too much. But I still think... He can be a great fit with that team in Winnipeg. All right. You mentioned Ottawa. Uh, no bigger news than um, they reassigned their goaltender coach, Pierre uh, Gruel, if I'm not mistaken. Hell is that That's all big about? news for Ottawa. So just a minute. Another word for reassigning is fired. <laughs> I have been reassigned from Sportsnet (laughs) to the Real Real Kipper. But my contract expired. The rest of you guys got fired. My contract expired. So I did. You're funny. But anyway, I, yeah, the goalie coach, like, like, where does that come from? They fire the goalie coach. Does that need to be public at all? Does that need to happen right now? The season's over for Ottawa. Do they need to fire the goalie coach? Zach Burke was uh, was DJ Smith's goalie coach with the Oshawa Generals when they won the Memorial Cup. I remember Zach when he played in the minors a little bit up top. I mean, I like, is this like seriously? What the hell is seriously. this all about? Seriously. Talk, do Oh, my God almighty. Anyway. Mac, you know a, a, a team that just is screaming, pick me to. Pick me if uh, to to win the Stanley Cup because we may give it a good shot here. The Carolina Hurricanes. Hmm. Watch them against Florida last night. Yeah, and whether it was uh, uh, Snefnikov, 
running over Sveshnikov. Get the pronunciation. Sveshnikov right. running <laughs> over Barkov, you know, or Jordan Stahl running over I don't know who for the empty net goal. This team is big and physical. And they just and skilled. Keep and skilled. looking better and better all the time. And I'm wondering, you know, with um, a guy like uh, Tom Dundon, who's got the reputation for for not, uh, you know, digging deep in his pockets, whether or not they could be a sleeper team here in the next week. And somebody told me that they could see Carolina even being interested in a guy like. Taylor Hall on a on a rental. I, I don't think they'll go deep on on a, a first rounder, but they've got assets and they could be in a position to maybe even rent him or a Palmieri. But yeah. like how, how close are these guys? I, I I watched them against Florida, who who have been very good, and, and they look head and shoulders above that. Well, you got Dougie Hamilton, who's a superstar. They got a, a, an excellent blue line. Their goaltending has been a shocker. I, I've never been a big fan of their goaltending. Well, I never thought they would win with that goaltending, but it's been it's been good. They got three free agents on, in playing goal for them right now. Um, they've got okay. Let, let's. I, I'm going to say this: they have they may have the best coach in the NHL right now. Uh, Rob Brindamore has stepped in from assistant coach a few years ago and maybe the best coach in the NHL. Players go through the wall for him, well-prepared. He's good on the bench. I've never heard a bad word about Rob Brindamore, and that's unbelievable because yeah. you hear a bad word about every coach. I've never heard anything about him. Um, yeah, but they've got to be considered as as a legitimate contender. Yeah. And what does yeah. – what does uh, Don Waddell and the analytics department do with the deadline, you know? Um, it, that big test for the group, if they think they're that close. Well, and... Taylor you know, they, Hall, to they, me, that's a stretch for me, but, you know... How about... Uh, they're a team that could, Nick, they're a team that could give up a first-round pick because they've got a lot of young guys. They could well, afford to do that. They're going to have, I think, some issues on the blue line too. With I think um, uh, Jake Bean and um, Hayden Flurry. Yeah. Could and you Hamilton. see? Could you see like Hayden Flurry and uh, a third round pick going to Buffalo for Taylor Hall? Could you add that type of blue line guy for Taylor Hall? Would that satisfy uh, Kevin Adams? If Kevin Adams can pull that off, he should drive Taylor Hall all the way down to Carolina or send him on yeah. one of Pagula's private jets or even on his yacht. Get, do it. Do it. <laughs> you know, as somebody told me the other day, uh, not to get completely off topic, but... Oh, we uh, do that often. Yeah, we do We're, that it's often. It's okay to get off topic. You know what's driving teams absolutely nuts now is when they need to... Uh, fly somebody in like a third goalie or something it's costing teams as much as 20 to thirty thousand dollars for charters now oh yeah oh i know i know I, I i listen every time i used to use my owner's private jet this is 12 years ago 
we got billed for $3,500 for it. I didn't give a rat's ass. It, it was, you know, that was that was what we paid. If I took the King Air to Syracuse, which was the double prop, beautiful King Air, it was $1,500 we got billed. If I took the private jet, it was $3,500. What's that? 12 years later, you're right. $20,000. Twenty, Big deal. Big deal. But yeah. just watching. Well, it's uh, a big deal when money's tight. I'll tell yeah, you that. Just watching Trochik now, uh, almost a, a salary dump, I guess, for, for Florida. And now he's a real important part of, the, of their push moving forward. I just think that, you know, they're, they're a team that I think we got to watch out for here yeah, in the next I, few days. I agree. And there, you know, that, and that's the thing with a Carolina and a Winnipeg, the Islanders, if they, and Toronto, they all think Montreal, they all think they have a chance to advance to the final four. If you think you have a chance to get to the final four by winning your division, this is a unique yeah. year. Yeah. You, you know, know, I think you're going to see some guys, but, but it comes back again to price. And what are you prepared to do? We know Lou Lamorello is prepared to pay a price because he wants to win and he's won. And that's why he's won. Some huge deals, this guy. You, 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 you got to think that, uh, he's got, he's got, uh, he's got some seconds. I'm sure that he's thrown around. I think, uh, Taves with Colorado got him back a couple of seconds if i'm not mistaken yeah. so he's got he's got some pieces to play with but lou doesn't over overspend unless he knows he has to and i think that's the waiting period right now but i mean imagine what it would do to them to have a playoff run moving into a new building and i mean look it for lou after what happened to him in toronto basically being fired um this is this is this is a big playoff for he and Trotz. And their team is, they're hitting on all, I mean, Lee's a huge loss for them. Um, they think they can win. Do we uh, do we assume this is Mrazic's net in, in Carolina? They've got a three-headed monster a little bit because they got the young kid, Alex uh, Nedeljkovic, yeah. and James Reimer. Reimer's interesting, Mac whether or not we could add him on the list of, of maybe available goaltenders. He'd be a viable backup, but I don't know if Carolina would necessarily want to give that up, especially when the majority of his money's already been paid out. It's almost like just giving up a, an insurance policy. Like rumblings are that, that Carolina aren't going to do anything with their goaltending. And I'm, I, I guess you say Stanley Cup contender. I say Stanley Cup contender, division champion potentially. Uh, they got to go through yeah. a pretty good team in Carolina, or I should say Tampa Bay and Florida. Yeah. I've never been sold on their goaltending. I've never been sold on Morassic. Definitely never sold on Reimer. I don't know the kid. Um, that's my one question mark there. I know they're... Their forward group is terrific. I know their defense is real solid. I just have not, I don't see that as Stanley Cup winning goaltending. So we'll see. You know what? I, I failed to mention out of the North Division, Montreal, and of course, Gallagher out now week to week with uh, uh, taking a shot 
a, a shot to the hand. Uh, if if I'm Bergevin, does that just put a ton more pressure on me the next five days, or do I have a built-in excuse right now? No, you've got some. You you you. Does it help your cap situation if he's out till the playoffs? Um, you know, can you move him off? So um, to give him some do, space do, to maybe in, add somebody else. Am I interested in Raquel out of Anaheim? If I'm in the Montreal Canadiens, I hear I hear there's lots of interest in Raquel, and that he he actually could be a guy that would that could be moved here. I mean, there's a number of teams that could use that guy, and we haven't even got into Boston yet. And and look, Boston's making a push. What about what about Pittsburgh with missing a couple of centermen right now? Is is Ron Hextall not Berkey? I hear has come in off the streets from shaking hands and kissing babies to actually now <laughs> focusing on the trade deadline. <laughs> I'm kidding, Berkey. He I know will, you're a regular listener. I'm he, just kidding, he, Berkey. <laughs> he will be running for mayor. The mayor of Pittsburgh, Brian the mayor of Pittsburgh. Mac, he was I, gonna, he was almost going to run in Calgary till at that breakfast. He said they were they may just pack up and move one night, and people will be sorry they're gone. That ended I, his morality race there. But anyway, hopefully he's still in the running in Pitt. I'm watching that East on a night to night basis, and between the Caps, the Islanders, Pitt, and Boston, you can almost flip a coin to see who comes out of that thing i agree that I agree. Th they're that close and i listen, know boston boston what? sits fourth but, but listen. i'm watching hold on i'm watching brad marchand last night Matt, oh. Oh and i'm God. going is there a better hockey player right now that you would want on the ice in a complete package and, and i'm talking about every presence that you can have as a hockey player he brought last night against and the Philadelphia Flyers. And more is there a guy more driven than what he has done for this team who's been shorthanded? This He's carrying the Mac. He is oh, yeah. carrying the Boston Bruins on his shoulders. And and Bergeron as well. I mean, Bergeron's picked up the hat trick here and there, but they did this last night, Nick, with a goaltender playing in his first NHL game. First NHL game that kid played. Yeah. And they've had a, other kids playing with Rask out and with Halak out. I mean, they've look, but you're a hundred percent right. Brad Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak. Oh man. And, and they didn't have the kid on McAvoy on the back end. Yeah. I mean, wow. They need two pieces, Mac, in a perfect world. They need, they need something on the back end and they need, a little they need some scoring help yeah they do they need uh, they need some help on the wing i see debrusque is back playing you know hopefully he's you know getting fired up for the playoffs but they they i mean they've needed scoring on the wing for two or three years and they haven't been they've tried it but they haven't been successful and their window is closing much like the pittsburgh penguins they're they're in a race to squeeze out whatever yeah. they can yep now Good God, we beat this to death today, haven't we? Well, that's what we do on the show, Mac. Yeah, we we do. We sure do. Well, well, what else tickled your fancy? 
Well, let me just look at my research and my notes here. Yeah, is that is that uh, are, those, I, are those notes on your scorecard? What about what about? Uh, I I have the uh, I use the uh, I've got the what is it the Garen watch you know that does the uh, that shows my the my Garmin, shot this, Garmin. The Garmin Garmin my Garmin watch the it Garmin. does my. It does. You can calculate the wind. Yes. You can calculate the distance. I mean, I've got everything. It also on there. it also tells you when to take your medication. Correct. <laughs> but anyway, what about Arizona with Goligoski, Shamlison, um, Garland? Yeah. It, it, are they gonna? No. I mean, they don't know if Shamlison's coming back. You know, off IR. That's that's a bit of a question mark. But do they sit tight and try to get in the playoffs with the disaster they've got going there? Um, as, as much as financially, uh, as much as yeah, their 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 issues financially aren't looking good uh, with their ownership. They're they're in the playoffs, Mac. They're, they're yeah, they're, they're five in. points up. Aren't they five up right now? Five up. Think about the message it would send. And again, you you got to. You got to plan as if you're trying to sell season tickets and sponsorships for the next coming season. How do you do that? Ripping your team apart. Listen, it wouldn't surprise me because they've done so many goofy things there. So it wouldn't surprise me. But this fan base in Arizona does not deserve to this for this team not to not for Armstrong. You know what Tippett wants. You know that Tippett wants to make the playoffs. And the fan base does not deserve for them to move pieces out right now. Chickren's playing like a horse. I mean, look, who they could do some damage if they get in. You just don't know. Yeah. Their well, goaltender can win them games at times. So I don't see that happening. I think they're nuts if they do that. I mean, Gary Bettman... Would he not love to see Arizona make the playoffs and and have a good finish? You got Minnesota looking really good. You know, I I just I think you've got to give them a chance to go for it without trading these guys. I think you've got to suck it up and try to do it. If 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 we speak of Rod Brendamore, you know, the way you did moments ago, Rick Tockett's another guy that's getting like so much out of this team and the level of frustration over the last few years with ownership and the bouncing around of whether or not we're, we're on solid ground or not has to play with this. And yet all he does is find a way to keep winning or hanging in there. Rick Tockett, if he's not Rod Brendamore because of the, the success ratio that uh, Roddy's had, but he's not far off behind him. Yeah, he's really well thought of and he's a good man. And we, you know, we, we, I love that style of coach. You love that style of coach. The Brenda Moore. Yeah. You know, the Tippett. I mean, those trots, the, the straight shooters, the guys that tell it the way it is. No BS with them. I love those type of coaches. And you know what? Uh, I'd love to see them have some success. And I, I just, I just think that. What would the ownership be saying? I would hope they're saying, let's go for it. Yeah. Because the fan base and some people in that organization certainly deserve it. Yeah, I don't see Garland 
going anywhere, Mac. Often, like you used to do in Columbus, you just float a guy's name out there just to get some calls returned, and then you change the subject real quick. Oh yeah, thanks for the call. Uh, <laughs> anything else going on? Did That's I tell right. you about my Did I tell you about my golf game? <laughs> you know, um, the New York Rangers, eh? Uh, they just love scoring eight, nine goals during a game. First of all, oh. before I get into an, another topic on the Rangers. Okay, Pittsburgh gives up 15 goals in the last two games. Other than that, they've been really, really good. Any any concern at all if if you're Brian Burke right now? Any? I would think there's a touch. Like Tristan uh, Jari's been really good, but coming in cold like that didn't help. No. But I guess an, another centerman would be Pitts wish list, but I, I don't know what they think that they can do. I, I don't see them I mean, as aggressive as how, Boston. How, how do, what do they move? What do they move to get people? What, what, what assets do they move to bring in what people would want? They can't afford to give up. They don't have a whole lot of picks. What do they do to, to improve? I think it's really challenging if for, for Ron Hextall and for Brian. Are they I think good it enough? Is. Are they good enough right now to get out of the East? You said it, that division, how do you know? And you got Sid Crosby and yeah. you got Malkin and you got Gensel and you got Kapanen. You got yeah. Marino. Latang is logging a ton of minutes, this guy. We were questioning Latang at the first of the year. He wasn't very yeah. good. All of a sudden, every time I look, he's playing 24, 25 minutes a game. Yeah. You know, the one, we, we talk about the Rangers and, you know, what they've been able to do the last few Is years. Is there a coach back yet? Is there a coach back from protocol? <laughs> he seemed like he went for a month. Seemed like uh, at times they didn't mind it. Um, I'll never forget Brian Murray missed five games in a row in Detroit when I was assistant coach. And I don't know if it was, if it was a, you know, we, I forget what the reason was, if it was suspension or whatever. And I filled in and I went 5-0. and oh. Brian never brought it up once. <laughs> never. Congratulations. What a great winning streak. He, he laughed. He laughed a little bit. Oh chuckled. He did. You know, when you go down as a head coach for a suspension, you don't need your assistant coming up and win every damn game. You just don't. It just doesn't look good, you know? So anyway, one thing with Ryan. the New York Rangers, Adam Fox, oh. back. they got him for a couple of draft picks from I Carolina. A, yes. They, the Rangers got him from Carolina for a second and a, a conditional that I think ended up being a second. I don't know. Oh my God. But I'm watching this guy now, Mac, Adam Fox in New York. And it's almost like, I, I'm, I'll throw it out there. It's almost Gretzky-like, where you it's watch him. Brian Leach. It's almost Brian no, Leach. No, but it's 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 Gretzky-like because he's not he's not a big, strong guy. He's not running you over. There's no physical presence. Smart. He's not overpowering you. He doesn't have an uh, an overpowering shot. He's not a dynamic skater. Yet he seems like he's two or three moves ahead of everyone else. He he's smart 
like you can't believe. And to think he, I mean, Carolina had to trade him because he told, he wouldn't go to Carolina. He refused to go there out of Harvard, I believe. And people like this guy, but I don't think people thought he was going to be this good. I it don't is. think people thought yeah, he'd be this it's, good. It is. He, the rain. Rangers have never come close to having anybody in, in Brian Leach's category. And, right. and we'll and see where the, we'll see where the longevity is yeah. with, with Adam, but he's off to a great start. And when you start watching him and I've been on benches, Mac, where you watch the other team's players and you're all going, wow, he's doing that. He it's just not, you know the fans watching on TV, but and the New York Rangers. But now teams on the other on the other side are going. That's that's the guy we got to watch out for. That's the guy that can really hurt us here. Oh, big time, totally, yeah. So he yeah, is they, now. He's now put himself in a in in one of those positions where, you know, when you're talking about better defensemen, you can put him right on, right at the top of the list here with a, a lot of other guys. Remember when I used to tease Elliot? Uh, Friedman, when he was doing his 31 thoughts, it was like he had every name listed there. Every get, every source was listed somewhere in the story that he was up for a job or this player. We've done that today. We have listed every player possible in the face of the earth that could be traded. So we're, we can't be wrong in this 31 what do we call this? 31 essays or something today? I don't know, but his <laughs> war and peace, isn't it? <laughs> We're 31 thoughts without the war and peace feel. <laughs> so are we going to see a trade by the end of the week? Or are we going to have to wait through the weekend? Because I know TSN and Sportsnet hope that uh, nothing happens until Monday, but I get a sense that it will, it'll come down I, the, this weekend. I hope that TSN and Sportsnet are sitting on their thumbs waiting for trades to happen like you and I did on so many trade deadline days where we'd go in there at 6 in the morning for makeup and we'd sit there till Is noon. Phone? Is that yes. your phone? Yes. Yes. Find spam. out. Maybe it's a trade. No, it's spam risk. I don't think I'll answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll answer spam What does risk. that mean? It means it's a spam call, I guess. I get them all the time. Well, anyway. you got to stop using 1-800 numbers, Mac. <laughs> but anyway, I, I hope 900 numbers in that case. Oh, 1-900 numbers. I hope they're right? sitting on their thumbs like we did. Maybe it's your deal. chat line, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's, it's, it's spam protection I have on my phone, I guess. Oh, goodness. Jordan. <laughs> What's up, kid? What do you think, buddy? 100th episode today. That's a magic number. Went by fast. Went by fast. Um, is this equivalent to a player playing 1,000 games in the NHL? Us, <laughs> last, us, lasting, 100, us lasting 100 shows is equivalent of... 100 games. Or of, of Ken Hitchcock getting his 500th win. Which nobody a gives a shit. With, yeah. Or a player... A player winning or playing a thousand games. It's very comparable. Next time we see somebody in that thousand games club, we'll go up and say, Hey man, I know what you feel. We, we know what you feel. I'm with yeah. you. We know what you feel. <laughs> we know what you feel. Well, listen, go and celebrate the rest of the day, Mac, with your uh what you shoot again? 92? 84. 84. Back to back, back to back eighty four. Sunday, Wednesday, eighty four. Back to back eighty fours and a hundred 
anniversary show, man. Does it what get, a week. Does life get any better for what Doug McLean than that? And yeah, what a week. Oh man, it was what great. a week. Go go yeah. go take a nap. Celebrate <laughs> by go taking a nap. Oh, don't worry. I have to. I, was, I had a five thirty wake up for that. I teed off at seven a.m. this morning. Wow. So what did you? You went to bed like at six thirty last night? No, no. We I, we watched uh, Yellowstone, uh, which is the Netflix we're watching Thank now. You. Yellowstone. You're not yeah, supposed so. to be watching games. What well, that was after. For? That, was, that was after the games. That was after the games. Okay. Uh, Jill, as I was watching the end of the Bruins game, she said, uh, "Okay, there's two minutes left." I said, "Honey, we got to watch in case Crowley gets another shift." And she said, "Okay, you got about three minutes to finish. Wrap this up." Where End is yellow. where is Jill right now? I don't know. Call but... her, please. <laughs> Just for my hundredth anniversary. I, yes, to wish you well. Well, she'll send you a well. note. I'm sure. Well, we're getting her on Friday. She said it feels like it's been a thousand shows. Can you can you prep her for an appearance on Friday's show? <laughs> Good luck with that. I'm telling you, you're working on it for me. Okay. Congratulations, Nick, on your on your thousandth game and your hundredth show. It's terrific. Doug McLean, everybody from sunny Florida, bringing it on the one hundredth show on the Real Kipper at Noon show. Jordan, thanks for today, pal. Thank you. All right, you guys go on and have a Are you day. So you don't sound very enthusiastic, Jordan, for the one thousand. Well, I was I was getting ready to end the show. You know, I I, I have to press a bunch of buttons over here. You know, so <laughs> no, it's all good. It's always fun. us out. It's always okay. fun. All right, guys. go enjoy the rest of the day. Stay safe, okay? It's still crazy out there. Yes, it is. Don't be going to any Texas Ranger games amongst forty thousand people, Mac, just yet. No. Or go. I don't really care. <laughs> go. Take care. Doug McLean, everybody from Florida, thank you so much for being a part of 100. Leave your comments for us. Hit the like button. Subscribe if you're a first-time watcher. We're glad you're on board. And we'll see you Friday. I'm Nick Kiprios for The Real Kipper at Noon Show. Thanks for watching, everybody.